0: You see, the son of slavery cannot change his stripes to be the son of promise. Are you following? When you get born again, you become the son of promise. Does it make sense? You see, when Jesus says, unless you are Born again, you cannot enter the gates of heaven. You can't go there. Unless you become part of the vineyard of the promise. You see, and here's the thing. You can turn your life around. You can do that. You can turn your life around. You can say, I'm going to stop doing this and stop doing that. I'm, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to spend some carpet time. And I'm going to pray and all of that and still be of Ishmael. You can still be of Ishmael and not of Isaac. You can still be come from Hagar and not from Sarah. See, that's the work of the holy spirit it comes and makes us and changes us and then your name is isaac okay isaac means laughter joy okay one of the first things that starts happening when you get born again is you get some joy on the inside of you okay the critical spirit gets off you the jealousy gets off you. The envy gets off you because those are the sons of Ishmael. Walking around, criticizing, looking for a fault, finding a fault, being envious on others. Till today, Ishmael wants the West Bank. How big is the West Bank? A quarter of the free state. That's how small the West Bank is. Ishmael wants that. It's got 50,000 hectares around it, but it wants that. Ishmael is envious. Ishmael is jealous. Ismail is a victim. Ishmael is a donkey of a man at war with people all the time, all around him. So I'm at war with my family. I'm at war with my parents. I'm at war at work. I'm always finding a fault with this one. I'm always finding a fault with that one. I'm on the, the groups in 20, and I'm always finding a fault with everybody, criticizing this guy and criticizing that guy. Ishmael. Isaac brings joy. Isaac means joy. Isaac says, I've got an inheritance. My father's good for me. Isaac changes my perspective of life. Matthew 12, verse 46. You can put this on the board. While he was speaking, this is Jesus, he was speaking to the crowds. Behold, his mother and his brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. And someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered one, the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers, For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and sister and mother. You see, sometimes we get so caught up in the natural that our natural family becomes more important to us than our spiritual family. Now your natural family, you ought to look after. You ought to care about them. You ought to love them. But they will die. Your spiritual family is forever. Jesus comes and it's—he denies his mom and his brothers in this piece of text. Yet when he hangs on the cross, he does speak to his mom. She so never forgets her. But what he does, yeah, and he's speaking to us today. He says, "What are you going to be? Are you going to be Ishmael, or are you going to be Isaac?" Are you going to be part of the earthly family, that which the flesh can create and do? Or are you going to be of Abraham and Sarah? Abraham was 100. Sarah was 30 years past menopause already. There was a no-go. There's some people here yeah, that have been married for quite a bit, you know, 30 years, 40 years. And I asked them, so is the business pregnant? It's like, a, you can't happen. Okay, Abraham. Some people have had their factory closed for them. Am I right? Nature has closed other people's factory. Imagine seeing a granny and a grandpa. And they call me Baba. I mean, I heard somebody talk, say... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> A pension free tricky the pension. That will destroy your pension completely. Abraham couldn't. Sarah couldn't. But God can. All right. It doesn't matter how unfertile you believe your life is right now. It doesn't matter what you stare in the face right now it doesn't matter what the economy is saying right now or the potholes or the water or the electricity or the the grading of our country it doesn't matter if you're employed or unemployed right now are you of isaac are you of promise guess what i can't do it and you can't do it only the Holy Spirit can do it. And only the Holy Spirit can, and in the inside of you convince you that you are now of promise. You are now of Isaac. You can't think yourself there. You can't hope yourself there. You can't pray yourself there. You can't b- th- thumb suck yourself there. Only the Holy Spirit can change your inner being, and give you the rebirth. You see, Jesus says, who is my brother? Who, who is my mother? He says, he who does the will of my Father. What is the will of the Father? 1 Timothy 2.4. It's not on the board this morning. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, this is the will of God, that all men should be saved. All men should be saved. What does the word all mean all does it exclude somebody does it exclude your neighbor does it exclude the guy that beats his wife three o'clock in the morning does it exclude the person that lives on the other side of the highway does it exclude the indian people or the child molesters or the robbers does it exclude them Does it exclude the person that took you for a ride? Does it exclude your president? All men. All men. That all men should be. John 3, verse 15. Please would you open your Bible there. I'm certain you can follow. You can get it on the board as well. John 3, verse 15. And I want to read it to you. I want us to read it together. See, this is the will of the Father. Jesus says, whoever does the will of the Father becomes family. Do this one thing and you'll be family. Just do the will of my Father. John three fifteen. Listen to what it says. So that whoever, okay, I'm going to start verse 14. As Moses lift up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in, believes will, whoever believes will in him have eternal life. Whoever believes in Jesus will have it. For God so loved the world, okay, so the world, who does the world include? Does it include Putin? It does include Putin. It includes Malema. It includes your worst enemy, the world, so that the world might not, listen, let's read this, love the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. John 6, verse 37. Jesus is saying, listen, I want to read this to you. Sorry if I'm not following up there. John 6, verse 37. Listen to what Jesus says. All that the Father gives me will come to me, And the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. One day I was ministering at a police station. And the cops know what I'm talking about because cops, they can be very bad guys. They do a good job, but they can be very bad. And the one guy came in and he said to this, God cannot forgive me for all I have done. You see, some of us have done such horrible things in our lives. Maybe we've not molested, maybe we've not murdered, but we've done such horrible things in our own being that we are so ashamed of ourselves when we look in the mirror that we think, I cannot come to Jesus. I can't come to Him because He will not understand. He cannot forgive this. I can't even forgive myself. The day I did this, and the day I did that, or I said this to my mom, or I treated my brother like this. Jesus says, If you come to me, I will certainly not cast you away. I will not. You see, He says, Who are my brothers? woman says, who becomes my family? He who does the will of my Father. The first thing is that we would believe on Jesus. That is the will of God the Father, so that none would perish. That's why He gave His Son. We can worship Him until eternity. You know that. When we go to heaven, we're going to worship. You're going to find me and David. You know that guy, David, from the Bible? He plays the harp. You're going to find me and him, and, he's going to, and the tears are just going to flow down on my face. You're going to find me there. You know, us gingers, you know, we flock together. <laughs> I'm going to be there by David, worshipping with him while he plays on his harp. And we can study the word because Jesus is the word in print. He says the word became flesh and dwelled among us. So we can study Jesus for eternity. We're going to be able to sit in. Some people have got an arrogant view on that. They say, oh, Jesus is going to explain that to me. He's not going to explain anything to you. All right? You're not going to have it out with Jesus. You got the wrong Jesus. You got a small little Jesus in your head. Because the Jesus, the king of the universe, he's got fire in his eyes. Mountains melt like wax in front of him. Psalm 77 says, the oceans, the waves, were afraid of him. You see, when Jesus said, I'm walking through this river, and my people are coming with me, they'll mark a whip. They're scared of him. Go read Psalm 77. Scared of him. His father. Don't think... That you and I are going to be in the place where we stand in front of God and say, Yeah, well, Lord, you need to explain to me why I was born in this family. Mm-mm. No, no. It's not going to be like that. But you can study Jesus for eternity. However, reaching people with the gospel is a now thing. You see, when you die, or they die, or the Lord comes. The time for reaching the lost, for doing the will of your Father in heaven, regarding getting the lost saved, has passed. Jesus says, Who's my brothers? Who's my mother? He who does the will of my Father. The first thing to know the will of the Father is that he wants people saved. Who do you think he's going to send? Those who are willing. Those who say, I want to be family. Those who say, I'm going to do this one thing because I want to be family of Jesus. Yeah, you can be saved. You can do 100%. But are you going to live it out? Or are you going to keep it to yourself? As long as I can get there, oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Go to the by and by. Sorry for the rest. No, no. God says, the first thing that you need to know about the will of God is that He wants us to believe. John 10, that's on the board. John 10, verse 27 to 28. See, my sheep hear my voice and know them. I know them and they follow me. You see, when the rebirth has happened, in you and I, and the Holy Spirit has taken you from Ishmael to Isaac and has put a smile on your dial, okay? Because you know, it's heavy to serve the Lord, um, you're serving the wrong God because Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy more than anything. So, when He dwells in you, what's going to happen? You're going to get joy isaac's name is laughter It's laughter it's fun it's joy he brings play. i'm not happy yes you're not happy because happiness is determined by what happens to you you win the lotto i'm happy okay you buy the wrong stuff and suddenly you got no more money i'm no longer happy it happened to me but joy is determined by my joy in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my salvation, my strength. The salvation that gives me hope that is joy. It's an eternal joy. It's a constant. It's a constant. So you now, if the spirit of God is in you, you can hear his voice. You can hear his voice. I want you to say this. Just put your hand on your forehead, please. I can hear his voice. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, you can hear. If you are of Isaac, you can hear God's voice. You can hear His voice. So if I spend time with Him. I don't like the word spend time with Him. If I invest time with my Father. Because spent means it's gone. But if I invest, there's a return. If I invest time. With the Lord, how do I invest time? How do I? You see, some people are very can be confused and arrogant around this. How do I invest time with God? Well, how do you invest time in any other relationship? Married men make a date. Invest time with the misses. That's what you do. Young and loved ones, all they can do is just. Phone and just walk on the beach, you know anything is just oh it's so good it's so good to be with you. I just love being in your presence. You smell so nice. I love your smile. Look at your hands. Oh yes, I can't wait to have some more time with you. And then I get to forty-five. I like, I think I'm going to play eighteen, not just nine holes. <laughs> I need a break, you know. <laughs> you see, when we I love phoning my wife and say, listen, can you go with a cup of coffee with me now? Now, nine out of 10 times, she is too busy to do that. And I understand that. But when she says yes, you know what happens in my heart? Like, yes, my be. <laughs> <laughs> Joy. And we're just going to have a cup of coffee. We might just spark off at the Wild Egg for 10 minutes. Your Father in heaven? He gets excited when you start saying, I'm going to, yes, Lord, I'm going to put everything down. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to switch off the TV. I'm going to, everything. And I'm just going to spend time. I'm going to invest some time with you. Sometimes you don't even need to have to read your Bible. You just dial in. You focus. You see, it's like when you and your missus, just sit quietly looking at the waves and holding hands. You're not saying anything, but you're investing time in that relationship. You're bonding. It's exactly the same. My sheep know my voice. And Father would start revealing his heart to you. You start saying, I love you. I've got a plan. It start lifting off the worries off you. Say, it's going to be okay. Yes, you're going through a tough time. It's going to be okay. The young ones, it, you're going to have a life. You're going to make it. Maybe you're in that age when you start looking around, who can I marry? God will tell you, yeah, this is the right one. No, still left, still left. Just pass that one. No, no, go, no go zone. God will talk to you. What you trust in the Lord for, He'll start speaking to you. So you seek His kingdom. You start saying, "Father, what do you want?" You see, we. This is a key for marriage as well. The woman know what the men want. Somebody laugh right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> the woman know what the men want. But do we know what she wants? You see, so easily our focus becomes my needs, what I want. And Jesus says, here's the thing, Matthew 6, 33. You can go read it. First, seek the kingdom of God. The basaleia. God's way, God's kingdom, God's m- way of doing things. His dominion, His place of authority, His sphere of authority first seek that you see when i start praying when I start speaking, lord what's on your heart what do you want what do you want to achieve why am i alive why is my gifting why do i look the way i look why do i cry so easy why do i cry so easy and i'm hiding it and i'm hiding it and i'm hiding it and i don't want to go there because it's so painful because God says, I've done something in your life and I've made you for a purpose. I've made you for a purpose. Stop hiding from my gifting. Stop running. I'm not going to hurt you, says the Lord. I'm not going to hurt you. I've made you that way. I've made you sensitive. I've made you that these things bother you. I've made you that way. And you keep running. I won't harm you. I won't. God says, I know you. I have made you that way. I want you to embrace that. First, seek his kingdom. Lord, what do you want to do with this? Well, I want to heal others. I want to heal others. Because you're going to feel where they're so scared to feel. You're going to have insight. Where they just running and panicking and don't know what to do. And that residual comes on us. And it hurts us. And we and we wonder what you give it to him. You give it to him. I've gifted you. You don't have to worry about what you're gifting. You don't have to worry why am I here? What am I doing? I've gifted you. Is that fit? I can't know that. Only He can know you. Your Father knows you. You see, when you hear His voice, when you spend time with Him, He says, yeah, I'll show you my kingdom. First seek the kingdom. of I'll show it to you. I'll show you how, how that sits on that person, and that sits on that person, and that anointing sits on that person. I'll start showing it to you. I start showing you that there's so much more to come, so much more. That you are a man amongst men. That you raise up champions, not just in your natural lineage, but in the spiritual lineage. Your call is to reign, raise up champions. Men that can see through the the, the murky water. You see them, you can see, and you know how to guide them. There's a tenderness about you that is not what you're most keen of. But that's the thing that makes the bees come. That's the honey. That's the honey that will draw them. There's the tenderness. It's draw them more and more, and you can guide them and raise up champions. You see, that's when I start seeing God's kingdom. Pray. I've, I've, I've taught on this many a time, but maybe some people need to hear that again. They don't know how to pray. They don't know how to talk to their father, because sometimes it's awkward in relationships. Who's been there when it's awkward? Just look at your missus. We've been there. Hey, babes. Awkward. Awkward in relationships. We don't know quite how to. Okay? And the same with our relationship with our Father. So I want you to take your left hand thumb. Just look at it. Just look at your thumb. When I show this to you, if I show you this, what does this mean? What does this mean to you? It means, well done. You go, buddy. Yeah! Okay? Thumbs up. Give the Lord a thumbs up. Give him a thumbs up. You go, Lord, look at this. Look what you've made. You can almost start with yourself. Look in the mirror. Thank you, God, for what you've made. Thank you for what you put me in. I might not approve of everything, Lord. I would have liked blonde straight hair. You know, just wavy. But I'm not fuff. All right. Praise him for the the water, the rain, the nature, whatever. Praise him for the missus. If you got, if you have forgotten, she's a poor. Says moi, madam, praise him for your husband. Praise him for your husband. He's a good man. You still got all your teeth? He's a good man. <laughs> huh? You haven't had your free holiday to the local hospital because of him? He's a good man. Okay. You start thanking God for your kids. Start just telling them a little bit what you like about them. Don't just always correct them. Always moan. "Ah." I'm preaching to myself because I find myself constantly only want to correct them. And not just giving my approval for some things. Praise God for your children. Just well done, Lord. Look at that. Next thing. this This finger can point to other people. Am I right? We do that easily. This one does that. This one does that. What are you doing? Have a look in the mirror. Say, Father, I'm sorry about this and sorry about that. It's confession time. It's confession, but just look in the mirror. Maybe your mind is not where it's supposed to be. Maybe you're talking to people in the way you're not supposed to. Maybe you, that person on the group that criticizes everything and everybody. Lord, I'm sorry I'm stopping today. Because I'm going to lift up people, Ephesians 4.29. When I speak, they need me to lift it up. They need to be encouraged. Middle finger is the longest one. It can have the worst effect or the best effect. Gratefulness. What are you grateful for? Just tell the Lord what you're grateful for. Just tell Him what you're grateful for. If you've got those size 14 built-in flippers, okay, you thank the Lord for those size 14 built-in flippers, Okay. Have you got that beautiful voice? Thank Him. Just thank Him. Just thank Him for it. This one. the ring finger. It's a commitment finger. Pray for other people. If you don't know who to pray for, pray for me. I need a lot. You ask my wife. Okay. Pray for me. Pray for other people, commitment. And then pray for yourself. Why do you pray for yourself? You pray scripture over yourself. You find, you dive into the word of God because you're seeking the will of God. You're seeking the kingdom of God. And you page and you find, oh, He is the horn of my salvation, the lifter of my head. Father, thank you that you lift my head. Thank you, Lord, that you lift my head. Thank you that your joy is in me. Your word says it. Not an arrogant... You see, most people that have kids have had the day where their child came to them and had an attitude. say, but you said. Who's had that? Who said? Just put that up. You've been a parent? Okay. You can be honest. I know what, what the reaction was. If In the South African uh, cult, uh, 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 society, I know what the reaction was. Excuse? <laughs> you said what? <laughs> <And then laughs> but we've also had those children come to us, but daddy. Didn't you say we're going to go for ice cream? With the right attitude. And what does that do? Get the keys. Let's go. You're right. We get in the car. And that's the attitude. That's the heart that we come to. Father, but you said. Not arrogant. Not. You're going to get the same reaction. At least the Lord's got self-control. I don't and so they duck (laughs) and when we approach our father with the right and I loved how you explained it this morning while we were praying reverence the right heart attitude that's my father and maybe in the natural some people need to make the adjustment I don't care if your dad is a hundred you need to make the adjustment that's my father with reverence, speak about your earthly father. And the same to our heavenly father. That's my daddy. He loves me. He's good, He's good for me. He means me no harm. I don't always understand him. Don't worry. Neither does his wife. <laughs> the woman do not always understand their man. Eh? I might not always understand the Lord. That's okay. He's got no harm in mind for you. We're driving behind a car. I don't know if you guys do this, but whenever there's a car with a sticker of Scripture, we're trying to Google the, that Scripture. We want to see what it says. And yesterday, driving behind a car, and it said Jeremiah 29:11. 11. I asked, what does it mean? I said, well, that's an easy one. It's Father's heart. I know the thoughts that I think towards you of good and not of evil. To give you a hope and a future and to prosper you that's dad's thoughts about you that's how he thinks about you do this one thing do the will of the father do you hear what he says you got you hear sheep then you do what you hear you do what you hear you see this morning we had a I'm hearing thing, And you know what my mind is saying to me? You're trying to copy last week. My mind saying it to me, but I'm hearing something in the Spirit. I say, how are we going to do this? Manny comes to me and says, the Lord wants to anoint this, the young ones. I said, ah, oh, Lord, how do you want to do it? Those that receive must give. That's not me being clever. That's not me being, oh, yes, he's such a showman, the greatest showman of all time. Not at all. If you know me the way I know me, I'm actually very scared. I'm scared to do these things. Come, stand. You do what you hear your father tell you to do. And you might be walking and standing at the cashier and somebody's buying and the God tells you, pay that bill. And you're like, Lord, I've got no more money. Do what your father tells you to do. see my sons i get them to give stuff away i said son don't you want to give that away yeah but it's my favorite ball it's my favorite ball i said son don't you want to give it away he doesn't know the minute he gives it away i'm getting in the car and i'm driving and buying a new one all i need him to do is give it away just give that away you see if you hold on to everything, oh God cannot put new stuff and more stuff into your hands. Don't do it because some pastor said or some guy is giving you prosperity teaching, and you're listening to some evangelist guy on TV. Do it because your father tells you. You know his voice. He tells you, "Give that man, and I will provide for you." But God, faith works like this: you first do. I was a student, and we got an, I got a job uh, as an extra in an advert, a Virgin Active advert, and we got paid two hundred rand a day, and we worked for two days, so I had four hundred rand, which was a lot of money, a lot of money for me. That's like a month's food. I could, yeah, I, would, I could stretch money when I was a student, and we walk in, I'm walking with some buddies, and. A guy that is begging money comes past. Now, the people that are walking with me are all wealthy kids. They all come from, you know, their moms and dads, and, you know, they're not worried. Typical first-year students. I went, my first year, I was 22. They were 18. And we're walking down the street, and there comes a homeless person. And there's something different about this homeless person. He was neat and tidy. Clean shorts, white shorts, and like a, a check shirt. there was in a short sleeve. It was neat and tidy. I could see that those clothes were neat and you know, ironed. And he asks for money. Now, out of all these people, God tells me, "You got to give him some money." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I've got no money." <clears throat> and we walk on about fifty meters further. Now. No, I'm lying. As we sing, God tells me to, to give him money. And I'm like, yes, I don't have money. I've only got, like I've got a 50 rand and I've got a 100 rand. and a, uh, I'm not going to give him 50 rand. 50 rand, it's a quarter of the money that I've earned. It's a lot, a lot of money. And I put my hand and I take out. And I give this guy 50 rand. Because my father says give. And I give him 50. And as we walk on, these guys around, we say, Bro, you are the least likely to give. We've got money. Why are you giving? I said, well, my father said I must give money. And 50 meters further, oh, there's a pocket on this side. It's got change, all the change in this pocket. And I'm like, why did I forget about this change? <laughs> 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 you see, you hear what your father says? James 2.20. James 2.20 says the following. that faith without works is dead that faith apart from works is dead wasn't Abraham our father justified by works if he had offered up Isaac his son on the altar is it don't can I give you the Wilco translation can I give you the Wilco translation are you okay with that don't tell me you believe and you're not doing anything about it. Don't tell me you believe and it's all about you, what fits your lifestyle, how you perceive it, your comfort, your way of doing things. I will serve God my way. It's dead. It's dead. Faith without works is like a body without a soul. It's dead it's useless it's good for nothing you can read the bible all you want to you can pray all you want to you can faith without works is dead you have to add works to your faith you are not saved by your works you show your works your works reveal your faith you see if if you walk in the mall and there's somebody sick You say, now I believe God can heal them, and you keep on walking past them. Your faith is dead. But when you go to that person and say, can I pray for you? Now that takes a lot of courage, especially when they got that yellow tinge and no hair. It takes a lot of courage to walk up to a person like that and say, can I pray for you? Because I believe my Father can heal you, and He wants to heal you it doesn't have to be the most elegant prayer. Please don't pray Christianese. Okay? Some people pray like that when they sit on table for food. Amen. That's Christianese. Pray from your heart. Say, Father, I'm standing with this person whose name is Kwesi, and he's got cancer. And I know that you want to heal him. Please heal him in Jesus' name. Amen. Move on. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. You don't need a big stick of dynamite to blow up a place. Okay, A little bit of dynamite will blow up the place. Your prayer is dynamite. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It is dinamos, dynamite. You take that and you stick it. Don't stand there and pray and pray and pray and pray. You're already falling asleep. That person is falling asleep. It's torture. You're making a scene. It's a quick and easy in and out. Your father can do with that, that's all. Father, I'm just going to pray for this person. Bless them in Jesus' name. Whatever business they're trying to do, Lord, make them prosper. Amen. Just put their Jesus' name so that they know who the God is that you're praying to. The God that has got the authority. So, just in summary, Do this one thing. Jesus says, whoever does the will of my Father, these are my family, my brothers and sisters. I want to be family of Jesus. I want to be known as family of Him. Do this one thing, the will of your Father in heaven. Believe in Jesus. Get people to believe in Him. Spend time with Him. Hear what He wants to do and act on that. Act on that. And it starts in your own life. It starts when you go home. Get your place in order. Get your thoughts in order. Get your life in order. And then that's where God will start. God won't start out there and you are still nowhere. It starts with us. Won't you stand with me and I want to bless you as we go home. We're going to take up an offering. Father, thank you so much, Lord. I keep forgetting to do it, Lord. Because you are more important. Your message and your word is more important. But part of our worship, Lord, is to sow into your kingdom. Take that which you want to give the Lord in your hand. I'm sorry if I'm stuffing you around. Father, thank you so much that I can bless this. Lord, your kingdom... It's a kingdom of sowing and reaping, Lord. And this is seed. Lord, we don't want to talk about prosperity and seed faith, and Lord, it's not where we are at. We are just in a place where we are dependent upon our Father in heaven. I trust in You, my God, that when we give, Father, that Your words says, whatever man gives, it will be given back to him, pressed down, shaken, and stirred, overflowing. Will you give back into his bosom? As we give this morning, will you please, Father, remember your words? In Jesus' name. Father, as I stretch out my hands, I speak out your blessing over your children. That this week, Lord, that they might know the will of their Father. That they might hear your voice, that they have the energy and the courage, Lord, to seek your face, to invest time with you, and to do what they hear you say. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take up the offering. Thank you, guys. And then we can go for coffee. You are near to the broken heart. Sneak my sorrow inside your head